Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rubber Report Play Ratings Podcast. I'm Anthony Watterson, and we've just come off a weird and wild and ridiculous game, to be honest, against Accrington. Uh, we've drew 3-3 somehow, and to uh, digest and go through that, uh, first I have Niall Bromley. How are you doing, mate? Um... I don't know how I'm doing, if I'm being honest. I, d- I don't really know how I feel right now. Um, but I am annoyed, which I'm sure we'll get into. And maybe have a bit of a rant shortly. But yeah, it's is what it is, isn't it? Somehow. It's just good Sunderland, Sunderland, man. It's Aye, good Sunderland, old Sunderland. Good old Sunderland. Um, I mean, I'm blaming I'm blaming our Irish counterpart, Michael, for all this, saying it was all over after 10 minutes. But I um, <laughs> we've also got We've also got Crispin from Sheffield. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not bad, mate. I mean, I, j- I just wish I was a neutral watching that because I bet you would have been a good game if you weren't bothered. Oh, you'd be pissing yourself laughing at some of the defending, I suppose. But um, we'll get into all that. Like later on, you'd be you'd be like kind of oohing and ahhing because anyone could have nicked that last five minutes, couldn't they? Yeah, I mean the midfield just completely. There was no midfield in the last ten, fifteen minutes. Was it, it was just forwards and attack? Oh, it was, it was basketball, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. As you say, for an advert for football, it was a great game, but. For for us Sunderland fans, I'm afraid um, that's it for as far as automatic promotions concerned. Hull have gone up, and Peter Brun need a point. So you know we're, we're again another season of if we make it to the playoffs. Um, so we'll go. We'll quickly wrap into the three word review. Um, there's some pretty bad ones as you would expect. Uh, we've got Martin Wanderness from from ourselves. Playoffs it is. Uh, Ross Robson, Lee Johnson out. I think that's very harsh, but hey Um Richards, drop Lee Burge. Okay. Uh, Neil Macbeth, season ends clearance. Uh, he's got a fair point. Um, then Ian Dennell, League One forever. God, please not. No, can't be done with this. Um, Peter Higgins, couldn't handle pressure. And that's what I want to... I will touch on that one first, Niall, because, again, it's like... It's happened every season where we're getting ourselves into a position where we're, we're looking as if we're going to push on and then seem to just go on a run of form where we do kind of not handle any pressure. You know, as soon as the pressure's on us, we just crumble. Yeah, I've kind of felt like for a long, long time. It always feels like when, when Sunderland are on the brink of the top two, like if, we're, you know, if we need to get a result or if, if, we need, if we need other teams to drop points, it never happens. And we never seem to creep into them top two places. And I think if it was going to happen at any time in, in the three seasons we've been in League One, it would have been this season because of how we played and the run we went on and the clean sheets we were keeping and the goals we were scoring. Um, but it, it never quite happened and, and it, it just seems to have affected the players. And 
I just think at that Oxford game was was key for me because it was a you know you know it was a nitty gritty game. We got the win. It was very dramatic. Um, and then we hear that whole and Peter where both score last minute goals, and I think it you know it just feels like it knocked us for six. It really does, and it just seems like every time we're nearly there, we we just can't convert it, mm-hmm. and and that's happened again. Um, you know this season, and now it's you know I wasn't expecting to go on a five game streak of 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 not winning. I I was definitely not expecting three of those to be defeats in a row, especially away to Wigan, but like you said, it's gone a little bit more dramatically this time, hasn't it? The the kind of mm-hmm. The you know the explosion and, and and it hurts, but like you say, we will probably playoffs. I mean, and we need to handle that pressure, and and Lee Johnson needs to get that sorted pretty quickly because nobody wants another another year in this league. And at the minute, if you speak to any Sunderland fan, about I doubt there's many that think that we're going to get out of it this season, and mm. and it hurts because it did feel like we were going to. I mean, not that long ago, two weeks ago. So yeah, it is what it is, but. Hopefully Johnson can, can sort the pressure thing out. Chris, we've gone from being one of the tightest defences in the, at the start of the season, pretty much um, over Christmas time and January and everything when we weren't conceding in the last few games. I mean, some of the goals, I mean, the day with that second one, some of the goals we're conceding are laughable, aren't they? And it's, it's not good enough, really. Well, it's not. And um, it's for the last, like you say, for the last few weeks, it seems like individual errors have crept in. Um, where we weren't having those before, which, uh, you know, Lee Johnson kind of opened us up a little bit compared to what Parkinson was doing. And um, it relied more then on players not making that big mistake in a game. I don't think it's helped as well a bit of rotation, whether it's by, you know, Dion Sanderson being injured, which meant we obviously had to bring Bailey Wright in. I think uh, I think I said this before, but uh, Bailey Wright and Lee Johnson will be the first to admit that Bailey Wright's been brought back too early. Mm-hmm. And it's purely because, I mean, if you look at our our defenders in the squad, they've played like 14 games a year, 10 games, you know, 15 games, they've played 10 games. It's all kind of, you know, it's been, he's coming in, he's coming out. We've been like a patchwork quilt at the back for most of the season and Lee Johnson's been trying to manage it. We've been getting away with it because we've been kind of controlling games a bit more. And in the last few games when things have gone you know, like we said, like kind of a basketball game and we're being put under pressure. Because Bailey Wright's half a yard off the pace, things have got a bit frantic. We've made individual errors. And 9 and, and Bailey Wright, remember, that they're kind of learning how to play with each yeah. other as well. I mean, it's a brand new sent, like pairing at the back. They're learning how, you know, what each other does, what positions they take up. And O'Nine's not a defender, so he's learning it all, you know, on the fly. So that there's kind of, you know, there's reasons for it. But um, we've just got to find a solution. And I think one of the solutions is just going to come naturally because I think uh, Bailey Wright is just going to get fitter. And at some point, he's going to be he's going to be on it and he's going to be fully fit for these games. Um, and hopefully that's going to be in the playoffs. Apparently as well in uh, Johnson's press conference that he's just given, apparently uh, Deion Sanson says he, he wants to play. So it looks as if he might be coming back, which for me would be unbelievable. As long as he's fit, obviously, hopefully he doesn't do anything. That would do him long term. Um, we'll go into the game. I mean, after eleven minutes, we were two 0 up. Now, I mean, two nice finishes from Charlie White. One a great ball from Lyndon Gooch, and the second one a lovely ball from Aidan McGeady. But Charlie White's now got thirty goals. Wouldn't it give give you that to start the season, would you? No, I don't. I think uh, yeah, everyone's massively surprising. And don't 
you know, let's not forget he's had a bit of a goal drought as well, really, hasn't he? Yeah. I think he, he went, you know, I think he's only scored uh, something like three goals in, in ten now. So considering what it, what it actually could have been, yeah, he's, he's had a remarkable season, hasn't he? And, and yeah, I think um, when, you know, they said it on the commentary, when, when McGeady's playing well, White plays well. And that, and that seems to be what's happened. And today, McGeady had a, a very good game. Well, first half he did anyway. You know, he's, he's tricky footwork and that was just too much for them. And, and it's a shame we couldn't capitalise more. But yeah, the, the first goal, great ball in. Fantastic header. He's, you know, he's headed the other side of the keeper. When the keeper was diving, he was right. He's put a pass to the other side. Great gliding header. And then the second goal, great run in and great finish as well. So it was... You know, it was all uh, hunky-dory then, wasn't it? And everyone was feeling a lot different to what we're feeling now. But, but um, yeah, it's it, it, there were two very well-worked goals. And I, I thought when they had went, I thought, this is us back to what we were. You know, let's, I mean, I think not just me. I think everyone was thinking this would be great for our goal difference. Let's get five, mm-hmm. let's get six. Obviously, it didn't turn out that way. But but that, that was obviously what the thought that was going through everyone's mind at the time. It was uh, yeah. I'd never once after that eleventh minute goal. I mean, and like we see, a lot of people's probably got o- got overboard on message boards and everything like that, saying the game was over and stuff. But it just looked as if we were going to win it about five or six nil. But Chris, it went awfully wrong in the second half. Um, you know, we let Acton back in it. Um, slack defending, I thought, by Bailey Wright and Luke O nine for Bishop to score to make a two one, and then an absolute uh, you know, horrible own goal where Lugo 9's went ahead with battle Lee Burge. Lee Burge come flying out and it's 2-2 in, in, at the drop of a hat, really. And it was coming, though, wasn't it? Like, we just didn't start. We didn't start the second half as well as we started the first. And, and then two errors, it was good. I thought it was happening. I thought it was, it was like an accident waiting to happen, really. Well, I mean, early on, I mean, after the two goals, I, I was writing, obviously writing notes down. And one of the words I used um, after we got that second goal was was clinical. But then after that, I kind of lost count how many times we played a, a really good ball in across the six-yard box and, and Charlie White was kind of half a yard off it or, or Brian was kind of, or, you know, didn't get up to support or we just didn't get on the end of it for one reason or another. Well, Brian had that cracking chance as well um, just before the half hour where he kind of went through and hit that tame shot where he's left foot. I thought he, yeah. he should have done better there. But yeah, like you said, and it's becoming a and a bit of a worrying trend. We might come on when we come back to Lee Johnson, but uh, so many times recently that uh, we've gone in at half time looking the better side, and then come out after half time looking a completely different side, and a, a lot of that's had to do with tempo. Um, especially, I mean, if you look in the first half today, really high tempo, high press. We had a plan, knew what we were doing, came out second half, and it was just flat, and. It's it's weird because the more I hear about Lee Johnson, his ex-players say, oh, he's fantastic, you know, motivator, he's a good speaker and all this sort of stuff. And um, I'm I'm not seeing it, to be honest. We're going in at half time and we're coming out looking worse than we went in. Um, and I don't know what the reason is behind that, but... Uh, but yeah, the, the tempo completely dropped after after half time. Mm-hmm. It did. I mean, we thought we got a winner as well. I'll stay with you with this, Chris. Thought we got the winner with Max Power after a, a great run from Jack Diamond. I mean, did you think that was that was it for the game? Think that we'd won it then? Well, yeah, I was. I was doing the player ratings on the site, and I had the headline all set up that we nicked it at the end <laughs> and everything. And uh, <laughs> I had to go back and change it all and everything. But but yeah, I mean, if you're playing at home. And the other, Grant Ledbetter had come on as well. And I just expected us to, you know, we've been quite good under Lee Johnson in terms of, you know, game management when we've been in those sort of positions, you know, especially when we went on that winning streak. And uh, 
I was just a, I was just disappointed we couldn't manage the game out for the last what what was it? Well, ten minutes if you include injury time. Mm. But go, it's, it's a bit of a worry going into the playoffs because quite often in the playoffs, you know, when it gets nail biting in uh, in the second leg or something like that, and you've got to manage a game out. Um, I just hope Lee Johnson gets a handle on this in the last uh, two or three games. Yeah. Well, our, our joy and I lasted for around about two minutes, and we conceded a bit of a silly free kick on the edge of the box. Nice, nice goal from McConville. Nice, he, he hit it well, but it's just demoralising, isn't it? I mean, that, for me, just summed up our last month or so, where it's just been not good enough, really, being a bit poor. Yeah, um, I, I said to you earlier, I couldn't stand he must be sat on that bus going home tonight thinking, how the fuck have we getting a point out of that? <laughs> like, you know, it's literally because it, it feels like rather than us, you know, rather than us getting a draw, it feels like we've, we've gifted them a point. That's what it feels like. Um, and yeah, a silly free kick. It, yeah, it's, it's a good strike. You know, he's, he said it the only place where it's going to go in. It's gone on the un- underside of the bar. And, it, you know, hats off. Great great goal. And I thought he had a good game, actually, McConville, along with Phillips for them as well. I thought he was brilliant today. But, um, you know, I, I just it's just one of them. So frustrating. As soon as that free kick's given, I'm, I'm thinking, that's a goal. That, that's going in. In my head, I'm already telling myself that's going in. And, and, and it has. And, I mean, it's just demoralising, isn't it? And, it's just a story of the form we're in. Yeah, as Chris says, we, we've got three games left now to just... We've got Basically, we need at least one win to secure the playoffs and hopefully it's a, a Blackpool against Blackpool on Tuesday because then we've got two effectively friendlies. Two friendlies yeah. to get things right. You know, we're, that's what we need to do. Obviously, I don't mean friendlies that didn't go in half arse. We don't want to do that. I mean, it's games that don't actually matter result-wise, but we need to be finding our best formation um you know we need to be finding our best way of playing and and sticking to it because as chris says the playoffs can be a horrendous as as every Sunderland fan knows can be a horrendous thing to be in so we need to be ready for that and yeah we, we can't be conceding silly free kicks like that in the playoffs i think we found our best way of playing that first 10 15 minutes i thought we were outstanding but it, you, it's trying to get that for 90 minutes which i think we've struggled with probably all season but as Chris says, as Chris says, we've got this big motivator. I mean, that's what we've all been told. Mm, I mean, yeah, you know, I yeah. listen to a lot of podcasts. We've got this massive motivator who can get it. And I'm sorry, but if you're if you're tuning up at half time at home to a team who, on let's be honest, that they're, they're nowhere near as good as you, mm. players wise, they're not. You know how how you can get from that to to what happened is just beyond me. So Lee Johnson's been quite good since he's come in in terms of. He took about ten to twelve games to work us out, work what our problems were, and um, and kind of change our style of play and get us going again. And he seems to be someone, a manager who really focuses on learning from what what went wrong, rather than oh let's just let's just do the same again. He does change things. He does try try different things. So I'd rather him learn these lessons now going into the playoffs mm-hmm. than. Just kind of you know stumble through against poor opposition, and you know then we come unstuck against the good side in the playoffs. So I'd like to think he's learning from from these few games, and we go into the playoffs, you know, hopefully better prepared than than maybe if we just coasted these last few games. I yeah. totally agree with what you're saying, Chris. I, ju- I just mean in that game alone. That's what I mean. I don't mm. mean in general. In that game alone, I felt at half time 
I, I don't understand what's happened there at all. But I do. I am behind Johnson. Of course, I am. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think I'm not because I am. But yeah. <laughs> no, we're still still behind him. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a you know I don't I don't want to say it's like a, you know a drop in form or whatever. But we've got a chance to put it right at least. We're still there. We're still there about. We've still got a chance of the playoffs. Nah, I didn't think we would get that in February. So you know, trying to turn negative into a positive. Um, but I'm gonna turn. A lot of negatives now because we're going at the player ratings. Um, I will start with Lee Burge. I've gave Lee Burge a five. Um, thought he was actually excellent in the first half. I thought he made a very, very good save um, when we were 2 0 up um, off a corner. Um, but then in the second half, I thought, yeah, I personally think he's at fault for the second goal. He comes rushing out when he doesn't need to. Doesn't Obviously, doesn't give Luke 09 any shout or anything like that. And Luke 09's. Also at fault, but I would say less at fault there. Um, and he's just made it look really, really silly, I think. Uh, I think it was a bit harsh with what the lad on Twitter says to drop him, because I think he has been good recently. But, yeah, for that is a five. Niall, I'll start I'll start with you with the outfield players. You can have Max Power. Yeah, it was pretty just what Max Power does. I know he got his goal. Um, but I think um, in that position, he's kind of the same every time, isn't he? Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, I went with a seven because he got his goal. I think if he hadn't got his goal, he probably would have been a six. But, he, you know, a great run like what he did against Oxford and, and did well. So I went with a seven for Max. No bother at all. Um, Chris, you can have Luke 9 who, again, also at fault for the uh, second goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I just... Yeah, I feel for him. Um, he's, I think he's struggling since he's lost Deion Sanderson alongside yeah. him and... And he's got Bailey Wright, who I think he's trying to learn how to play alongside Bailey Wright whilst trying to learn how to play centre half. And he um he looked he looked out of position for for their first goal when he when he got done in behind. Um and then obviously the own goal. Um he's just struggling at the minute and his forms took a dip and uh, unfortunately he got a four to dip. Yeah, I'll I'll go go with Bailey Wright and I've gave him a four. Um, he just doesn't fit, you know, and that's that's all I I wrote down on the first half about as fit as me. I mean, and I'm really unfit at the minute, you know. I'm, he's he's he is struggling. Um, I thought he he showed the um the attack of fart in much room for the first goal as well. I hope he does get fit because we do need him, you know. Um, I think he's a really good defender, but he just needs to. He needs to get match fit as quick, quickly as possible, and quicker than what he is doing at the minute. Um, Niall Denverhume, who returned to the turned to start line today instead of Zero McFadden. Yeah, this is quite a, a strange one for me because I I've always liked Hume, but I've always thought he could do more, and I've always thought his end product's been poor. But since we've had to deal with McFadden for forever, how long? You know, Denver Hume now looks like Roberto Carlos, doesn't he? <laughs> um, so it's it's kind of a strange one. It, it kind of plays psychological problems. We are we are mind, but um, yeah. So I've I've scored him a seven because I thought he did well. I thought he played a good few balls in. I thought he defended well at times. Yes, he made a couple of mistakes and gave the ball away a couple of times. But I I don't like like I say from what we've had to be dealing with with McFads, and I think it's it's a massive upgrade, and hopefully he stays fit and stays in the team for the playoffs. Yeah, and you know what, Niall as well. Uh, I think Denver Hume being there improves Aidan McGeady as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. He does. That. I noticed that today, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that as well. I, I agree with what you're saying there about his crosses. I thought his crossing today was superb, you know, and that's probably his weakest part of his game. I thought his crossing was excellent. Um, Roy, Chris, we've got Carl Winchester for you. Mixed bag? Yeah, definitely. Well, like like the rest of the team, really. But, uh, I mean, started off, I mean, he, he actually won possession for us really high up for the first goal, um, really high pressing. Um, nicked the ball back, then gave it easy, and and we were away. And um, he was doing that a lot early on. 
Um, and then, you know, as the minutes tick by, he just kind of faded and faded and faded. Um, and especially after the break, he uh, we just lost control of the midfield completely. Um, and he and he disappeared and he got pulled with about fifteen minutes left. So he started well, but ended up with a six. Six, right? Yeah, I've given him exactly a six. So yeah, I agree with you on that one. I've got Josh scoring. Um, I had him as a nine in the first half. I thought he was absolutely outstanding in the first half. I thought he was excellent. You know, he's high pressing, um, you know, winning winning tackles, you know, trying to got it getting on the end of headers and everything from the corners. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Um second half, the third goal, I think he started off with a superb tackle on the edge of the box, which releases Diamond. Um but like Winchester, he just got caught in the you know, there was no midfield, you know, and it needed someone to put the feet on the put the foot on the ball, and I think Scowan could have done that a little bit better. But I've scored him an eight. I thought he was I thought he was very good today, to be honest. Um, right, Niall Aidan O'Brien. Yeah, again, a bit of a mixed one. As Chris says, in the first half, he had that chance where he had it on his left foot and he just scuffed it and never really looked comfortable. He had the chance where he, he kind of got around the keeper as well, didn't he? And, and it was a bit of a tight angle, like to be fair to him, but still could have possibly done better. Um, so, again, I, I, I went for a six for Aidan O'Brien. I thought he was... He was average, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do like him, to be honest. I, I used to I used to think he was no good at the start, but um, he has come into his own a bit. But I think today he was, yeah, he could he could have done better in a few situations. And, and that chance in the first half alone could should have been taken a lot yeah. better. So, yeah, uh, yes, six. I'm still trying to work out what he is, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, same. Yeah, I've been like that all season, to be honest. It's just, it doesn't get enough goals for me. Um, But, what, right, Chris, we've got Lyndon Gooch, who I thought was... um. A little bit harshly substituted, I thought. To be honest, thought he was thought he was doing well. Yeah, yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought. Well, I, well, it was kind of a a victim of um, kind of what what happened to the team, really. Because I mean, he started off um, absolutely brilliantly. I mean, I was slightly surprised when I first saw the lineup and I saw Jordan Jones on the bench and Lyndon Gooch had kept his place with McGeady coming back. If you know, I, I kind of expected Gooch to to drop to the bench, but. To be fair, after the last game, I mean, I think everybody kind of praised Gooch for his effort. Um, I mean, maybe his final ball or whatever, maybe could have done more improvement. But I thought his effort was absolutely superb last time out. And I think uh, it was quite good that Lee Johnson was a bit kind of loyal to him, keeping it, keeping him in there. Um, and I just think with, with Lyndon Gooch, I think it showed what Lyndon Gooch can do when he doesn't run down those blind avenues. Mm-hmm. Like that... that that first goal when he all he did was get half a yard and the problem my problem sometimes with Lyndon Gooch is that he doesn't do that enough he tries to take the player on and then try to take the player on again he tries to get past the player before he gets the ball in the box and all he did was just bide his time get a gap between the two defenders nick the ball in and then after that the amount of times he got the ball in early or first time and we, we got a chance off it or we were close to getting on the end of it um, and I, I think I think Lyndon Gooch is brilliant um, he, he his his crosses should have meant that Ackerman were out of sight, and um, you know we were kind of three or four up by half time. Um, and yeah, I, I thought he was great today. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought it was very very harshly tripped by getting took off. To be honest, and I I had him as an eight by the an way. Eight. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, right, Aidan McGeady, I'll have him. Um, he's got a seven and a half for me, and I normally don't give half marks, but I can't give him an eight for that foul at the end which cost us a third goal. He was an eight apart from that. Um, you know, great, great running, great, you know, flick flacks, I think Danny Collins was calling them in the in the commentary. Um, that was a lovely ball for Charlie White's goal. Um, and, you know, 
he's been injured this week. Um, he didn't look like he was injured today. I thought he was excellent. So I've, I've given it seven and a half. You know, like I said, the half mark's taken away for that free kick, to be honest, because I thought it was poor tackle. Um, right, then now you can finish off the 11 with Charlie Wyke. Another two goals for him. Yeah, um, I give him a nine. Um, he had a nine after about 15 minutes, and, and you know, I just uh, stuck with that because I think, to be honest, I think he, he didn't have a bad game. I think he, he got a bit frustrated in the second half. He, he maybe wasn't getting the balls in that he was getting in the first half. Um, but to be honest with you, I seen him. He was on the wings a couple of times a day. He was tracking back. He seemed to be a, cover a lot more areas today. Um, I don't know. You know that might just be the way I've uh, interpreted it, but it did look that way. So yeah, I think you know two goals, and and he's going to be as frustrated as anybody about the fact that we haven't won that. Um, because you know he's done his job, and other people haven't done theirs. So. I think he's going to be, yeah, disappointed. But we've, uh, like I say, I, I can't score him lower than that. I thought with the two goals were taken excellently. So, yeah, number nine. No bother. I'll quickly rattle off the subs. Grant Leppard, I'd give a five. thought he was just a bit slow. Um, didn't grasp the game as what I thought he was wanting to be. Jack Diamond, I've given him an eight. thought he was superb when he came on. You know, great running. Uh, set up the second goal. Probably could have um, had one himself. And Jordan Jones, I've given a six. Um, just didn't see that much of him to be honest uh, Ross Stewart also came on but he was on for about half a second so we're not going to mark him so I'll get a man of the match from each of you Chris I'll start with you um, well just for a first half display because I thought we went to pieces in the in the second half so I, I gave it a Lyndon Gooch I thought we should have gotten more off uh, East Crosses into the box no bother now Charlie White I'm guessing yeah all day long for me all day long you know just, just on Charlie White now for me in the second half I just think in the first half he gave us like a, an out ball and he dropped deep to pick it up. And I just think in the second half he just didn't give us that at all. We just couldn't get out. And he just, I mean, I thought he was brilliant first half. It was like almost a perfect centre half performance first half. And then he just disappeared second half. He just, I don't know, he didn't show for it at all. Aye, but if you if you seen in the second half, I seen that you were itching to speak. By the way, when I was talking about White, I could see you were watching. <laughs> but uh, no, um, if you if you seen Accrington, he was he was doubly marked in the second half. He, um, you know, they put they put a lot more on him in the second half, Accrington, because obviously they didn't want to be punished again. Um, but no, you're right. He, he probably could have done more in the second half, but I just think, yeah, yeah. I think he took his goals excellently, and and like I say, um, I I. From the way the game ended, I, I could have done it. You know, if we'd won the game, it probably would have been someone else. But from the way the game ended, I, I think he was at least at fault, and he put. You know, he scored two. So I will say for just to defend White with these with the um, defenders, I thought the referee gave a lot of soft fouls to them. Mm. You know, one led to the second goal, which was never. It was a foul for us because the, the lad handballed it. It was well, never that, a that's foul. That's sending off. That's a red yeah. card. That That's was a never card. a foul. I, th- I thought that... he was a little bit unlucky with that. I, I kind of agree with both your points because I didn't think he was as good in the second half. And I had him as a nine, but then dropped down to an eight just for that. But I thought he was very harshly treated today by the ref. But again, as Chris said, he could probably do a little bit more in that second half. I don't understand how when that, you know, the referees bottled that for me. The referees seen a little niggle in there. So he thought, I'm, I'm going to give this... Uh, I'm going to give this a, a foul rather than having to make the decision because the referee knows that he's going to have to send him off. He's his last man. He's got his hand up. It's a red card. Bottom line is we need a plan B, I think. Mm-hmm. That's our bottom line. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I said Josh Scavon, by the way, for man on the match. So um, we're one each for that. Um, we've all gone for a different one. Um, 
Yeah, we'll go into Lee Johnson then. Um, Mark out of 10 for him. Uh, Chris, you can go first. I've given him a five today. I thought um, I thought he was quite brave with his selection, and I thought it was uh, it looked like it was like coming off for him. He's he's, uh, he's starting lineup, but then I mean, what's he doing at half time at the minute? Mm-hmm. Um, and he needs he needs to find a way to motivate them when we're on top and come up with a plan that the players know what to do when we're when we're really kind of dominating the side because we seem to lose the grip of games. Right, Niall? Uh, yeah, I've gone for a five as well, but uh, I think I, I was confused by the selection. Yeah, McGeady played well, but I didn't understand why he would change. You know, he should have just kept the same eleven that played well at Hull midweek because we did play well at Hull. Um, and I was I was a bit confused as to why he's brought McGeady in when he's had a bruised foot and not just kept Jones where he was. Um, I mean, it looks like I think Johnson loves an impact player by the looks of it because if mm. every week it seems like he's always got a big player on the bench. I think he likes that impact player. I think he likes to bring someone on. But um, for me, Jones isn't an impact player because he, he does better when he starts. Yeah. I, I think the few times we've seen him come off the bench, he doesn't he doesn't do as well. So. Bar crew, wasn't it? Bar the crew game. He's probably not done much since yeah. he's come on. Yeah, yeah. so I, I prefer him starting. I've gone with a four. I don't know if this might be harsh or not, but I, 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 yeah, the Jones not starting is baffled us, to be honest. Um Bringing Gooch off when he's probably our best player um, is baffled us. And, you know, I'm not going to blame too much for the goals we conceded, but at the end of the day, what they're doing in training, what they're doing in training, then if, if these goals are getting conceded time and time again, these individual errors are coming time and time again, what they're doing then, what, how, for me, it's a four. Cause, and the fact we're 2 out up and concede two stupid goals and then we're 3-2 up and, and, and don't win at home, I yeah, I've given him a four for that. And it might be harsh, but I'm rating him because I like him. And I think he's a good manager. I'm rating him that low for that because I'm just so pissed off that we didn't win. Um, we'll finish there, lads. Um, hopefully just going to get in the... Well, not just going to get in the playoffs, but hopefully get into the playoffs. It extends our season by at least a couple of more games. So we've got plenty more time to talk. So bet you're all out with the moon with that. Um, right, Niall, and now you're itching to go out. So have a good night, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, lads. Thank you. Chris, as always, absolute legend. Thank you so much. Cheers, lads. All right, we'll see you down the line at some point. Thank you very much. And you all take care. Bye bye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.